0: This is Christian Girls with you, Eugene Abels, and tonight, we're going to talk about the importance of staying pure until marriage, and why that will keep us closer to God. Next, I'm Christian Ghosts. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Again, this is Christian Girls with Eugene Ables. And I just came across this op-ed from the New York Times. And again, the New York Times, I believe, is rubbish because it is a secular newspaper. That's chief goal is to destroy the Christian religion. By doing what they call as fact checking, which is total baloney. So th- this op-ed though is is titled "How Should Christians Have Sex?" It's by a young lady named Caitlin Beatty, and the, the premise of this op-ed is this young lady is in conflict. With her Christian, strong evangelical Christian beliefs that she grew up with about remaining pure. So I'm going to read some paragraphs. I'll I'll start doing, you know, the the beginning, the middle, some paragraphs in the end. And then I'll provide feedback on my thoughts of what I believe. Again, why this paper, this godless, sinful paper, the New York Times, is trying to destroy Christianity by putting a bad Christian. On its paper. So it starts off like this. It says. When I was 14. A circuit speaker. Came to my church's youth group. To talk about sexual purity. I don't remember many details from the talk. But vividly recall signing a true love weights pledge. A small note card. Pledging that I would remain a virgin. Until marriage. 20 years later that ritual strikes as almost innocuous. How much power do we have to give to the, scri- the scribbled signature of a teenager who only had the faintest idea of what sex was? Yet it also carried a psychological burden that many of my peers and I are still unloading. A majority of adults who came of age in the evangelical churches in the nineties and the two thousands were exposed to purity culture. A term for teaching that stressed sexual abstinence before marriage. We had our own rituals such as purity balls and our own merchandise such as purity rings. I had a wait for me journal that I kept as a college freshman created by a prominent Christian pop singer. The journal was designed to hold letters to my future husband. It held out the promise that I remain pure. Then God will reward good behavior with a husband surely before I've turned 30. So that I could have lots of children. Okay, so that was the first two paragraphs, and it's it, she has a good start. So she seems like she had the perfect upbringing, and she's complaining about it. So I, I can remember um, selling and making a lot of money on on, on the internet back in the early di- in the early ni- late nineties and early 2000s. selling purity balls. But a a lot of times at these Christian conferences, for some reason, there would always be some a-hole selling Christian dildos that would outsell us. Now, we would turn 100% of the profits over to the church. But some a-hole would bring in some dildos, some vibrators and condoms, and it would just outsell us. And it was just embarrassing. I mean, we still... Made decent money, but selling them purity balls, if only they had kicked out the guy selling them Christian dildos, we could have made more money. But I'm glad that, that, that this this lady, Caitlin Beatty, sound like she stayed true. So let's read the, the next paragraph. She said, starts, Somehow God and I got our wires crossed because the husband hasn't arrived. Twenty years later, I no longer subscribe to purity culture, largely because it never had anything to say to Christians past the age of 23. Yet lately, I also find myself mourning the loss of the coherent sexual ethic that purity culture tried to offer. Is consent culture the best that we have in its place? In a paragraph. So she's complaining. That because she hasn't had a husband, she doesn't think that the culture lasts past the age of 23. Now, I understand as Christians, we don't believe in arranged marriages like some of the the Indian caste systems do. And again, the communists, they they don't allow free choice. The Muslims, the social, they don't believe in free choice. But we do because as Christians we believe you need to find a partner that's compatible. But if she didn't find a husband past the age of twenty-three, that's her own fault. Because she should have be married and have kids by now. So let let's go to the, the, the middle paragraph. She starts by saying, I am thirty-four, unmarried and a committed Christian and have over time not held to the puritist standards I inherited from my faith community. One would think that Pastor Bowles Weber's shame-free ethic would be a tall grass of water for a grace-parched soul. Instead, I find myself left with a sense of loss. For amid the horrible teachings about women's bodies and God's anger over an exposed bra strap, and those words, exposed bra strap, I digress gives me a nice feeling, but I I gotta, I gotta, I gotta repent. I gotta repent. Because it's not like that one, um, movie I was, I was watching earlier, and and let me think, I was, I think it was called the, um, let me check my history on Amazon video, what it was called. But I thought it was gonna be a regular movie, and it turned out to be softcore pornography. It was called like the, it, Canberra uh, Social Club, and um, I guess I thought it was going to be about some good Christian boys who are providing service to some, you know, married Christian ladies to give them massages. But then all of a sudden they got naked and started having sexual intercourse. But and I started feeling something in my pants. But I I, I I gotta fight that urge for Christ. I, I turned off the movie right afterwards. Because I'm a good Christian man. So let's go back. The proponents of purity, or the best of them at least, were trying to offer us a gift of sex within marriage. And as Christianity teaches that marriage is not simply a legal bond, but a spiritual covenant. So married sex is a bodily expression that two people will will be for each other. Through all seasons, as I continue to date with hopes of meeting a partner, I yearn for guidance on how to integrate faith and sexuality in ways that honor more than my own desires in a given moment. Here, the Christian teaching on sacramentality is helpful. All creation, including human bodies, by grace, reveals deeper spiritual truth. In other words, matter matters. So when a person engages another person sexually Christians would say it's not just bodies enacting natural evolutionary urges But also encounter with another soul to reassert this truth feels embarrassingly retrograde And precious by today's standards, but even the non-religious attest that in sex something more is happening However shrouded that might more might be in a paragraph What she's saying is right but she just doesn't know how to fight urges. Nor find a good husband. It's true. God left sex for marriage. But the purpose of sex is to procreate and create more Christian children. So that we have more Christians than other religions. In case another um, crusades happen. And God bless our troops. Especially around uh, when 4th of July is about to happen. So, she, she just doesn't know how to keep strong. I mean, yes, we feel a connection to God. A connection to our partner during sex. But what we need to do is have, feel that connection. Of bringing another human into, into, into the world. To be another good Christian so let's continue reading purity culture as it was taught to my generation hurt many people and kept them from knowing this loving merciful God at the heart of the Christian faith unfortunately many churches still promote some version of purity culture even as others have tried to disentangle it from sexism and shame of its earlier iterations Purity culture, as it is modeled for evangelical teenagers in the 1990s, is not the future of Christian sexual ethics. But neither is a progressive Christian approach that simply baptizes casual sex in the name of self-expression and divorces sex from covenant faithfulness and self-sacrificial love. In a paragraph. So let 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 me just march in there because she talks about casual sex. And what she says about casual sex that some of these other Christians, so-called Christians want and try to try to try to um, introduce is anal, anal sex, sodomy. One of the greatest sins against God, because they ask, well, just because I, I put my my thing, my. <laughs> in another woman's rear end or sometimes a man or someone who was a man and it's now a woman I put it there they don't think that's a sin against God they think it's like some you know it's some loophole to get away from Christ you kidding me that is the greatest sin of all. Because that hole is is used for our excrements to come out of. To flee ourselves from Satan. Because that is what poop is. We're fleeing ourselves from Satan. So we're gonna we're gonna have a man put his thing in there. And a lot of times it's used for gay sex? It's just unacceptable. And those Christians are saying this. Who think that? But let, let, me, let me get to this last paragraph here really quick. He starts out by saying, Occasionally, I think about my purity pledge in the letters to my mystical future husband and find those practices naive and manipulative. But part of me wishes that the fairy tale of purity culture had come true. Why I hate the effects that purity culture had on young women like me, I still find the traditional Christian version for married sex radical, daunting, and extremely compelling. And one I still want to uphold even if I fumble along the way. End of our bed. So even if I fumble along the way? A Caitlyn Beatty? This isn't a football game or a, uh, you know, since this summer, Canadian football game. Well, they only they got twelve people on on the field and, instead of uh, eleven and three downs because it's some like socialist version of football. I don't understand it, but I still watch it to try to get away from those, you know, that that accidentally watching a soft core pornography film on Showtime earlier today. i but. You know, Lord still loves me, I promise. Even if I had something feeling up in my pants. So you can't fumble Christ. You have to carry the ball, which is the Bible in your beliefs in Christ. You know, you watch football, the running back fumbles it, the the defensive team gets it. What what happens to the running back? He gets benched. And Caitlin. I believe that you need to be benched. And put in time out. Over your. Disagreements. And unfaithfulness. Towards Christ. So I found a good video. By this doctor. His name is Sean McDowell. And I think he has a really good video. Video about why, why we as Christians need to wait until marriage to have sex. So let me me play that clip really quick.
1: Why wait until marriage to have sex? After all, it seems everybody in our culture is doing the exact opposite of what Scripture teaches. Well, let me give you three reasons to think it's worth waiting for marriage to have sex. The first one is that this is what God commands. Now, before you say this is just a move of authority realize God is the creator of the universe he's given us sex as a gift and it's good and it's beautiful but it's only when we live in our relationships the way God designed us to be that we experience God's goodness this is why in Deuteronomy 10 when Moses gives God's Commandments he says here's God's Commandments which are for your good second is waiting until marriage to have sex protects us. It protects us from emotional harm. There's a powerful connection between people who are sexually active before marriage and depression. It protects people from sexually transmitted infections. And it protects people from relationships. When a couple has sex more often than not before marriage, it will lead to the breaking down of their relationship. But the third reason is because kids need a mom and a dad. Sex, in the context of marriage, protects the kids that naturally result from sexual activity. And studies show that kids are most healthy, they do best in life, and they need a mom and a dad who's present in their life. For these three reasons, and many more, the wise person would wait to be sexually active until married to one person of the opposite sex for life.
0: Really hit the nail on on my head. Most important thing about sex: not having until marriage. You have no idea what kind of sexually transmitted disease you can get. I I, I speaking um, for a friend. I've heard of, like the nasty things about crabs and chlamydia, what they can do to you if if you put. You know if, if you, hang around, um, you know, if you hang around, you know, if you go on a missionary trip to Thailand and you go to the red light district, you have no idea what you can come up with. Their hospitals there, too, are not filled with Jesus doctors because when I say Jesus doctors, I mean they don't care about the status of what's going down there you know that that's their business because if they did that they, they would make sure that them ladies of the night of the lady boys or whatever it is are not here interacting with, with um, you know the missionaries who are trying to bring God but I digress it's important to stay pure until marriage so I wanted to give a quick update as well about uh, we had, we, an episode earlier this week. We talked about the show I like called The Bachelorette and one of its contestants, Hannah B., who has not remained faithful until marriage. So she responded to the criticism. So Hannah B. stated, I realize that a lot of things that Satan uses to hurt me come in the form of many of your comments. He uses a grain of truth to steer to evil lies. You're not enough, you're dirty, you're dumb, you're immature, you're not worthy. It's upsetting to get messages from Christians telling me I give Christians a bad name. I live life for the world to see and judge and absolutely I'm hot mess on a stick. I blew it a few times. But I refuse to believe I give Christians a bad name. Now Hannah B, I, I'm not criticizing you. I'm just stating the Lord's message. And you're not following it by having sex with a lot of men who are trying to court you for marriage. You to remain pure before marriage. And hot mess on a stick. What, you like a a shish kebab of sexually transmitted diseases from douchebags you fornificated with on The Bachelorette? Maybe that was a little too much. I really hope she finds a God-fearing man that is worthy of her courtship and procreates and makes good, nice Christians so they're men with them. And women. So they can procreate more as well. But that's enough. Again, the message of tonight is about the importance of staying pure until marriage. No matter what, no matter how many softcore pornography films you accidentally watch on Showtime because you thought it was a nice Christian film, but it turns out not to be that way. And that's my message for tonight. Praise Jesus. This is Christian Gus. With you, Jane Ables. Good night.